Sure, success is great, but can you relate? <laughs> hey, welcome to Being Creative. This, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you, is the little podcast packed with filthy and unfiltered stories from the front lines of being creative. Hey, I'm pulling back the veil, folks. The wafer-thin veil that separates fact from fiction. And if you follow me online through any of the many social media sites, a creative life might look grand, it might look exciting and satisfying and fulfilling, wondrous even. And at times, it is. And at times, it sounds and feels like a train wreck smacking me in the face. But you know what? That's where the story gets interesting. It's one thing to say you want to spread your wings and learn to fly until you're right. You realize that you might die trying, so... Don't go anywhere. We're just getting started. This episode is all about relating to success or and or failure. Stay tuned. Oh, man. I think it was last year at some point, 2019, 2018, I don't know. No, it was 2019. (laughs) Neither of these matter. It doesn't matter at all. It was recently. I just realized that, you know, the online community, the online world, it had changed for me. And I thought, is it just me? And then I started realizing everywhere I was going, people were having these conversations that were like more and more people were not into, you know, all of the negativity or all the one-upmanship or all the my life looks great. And then more everybody, everywhere you turn, people are talking about the the effects that it's having on us, this fear of missing out and the and the the sense that everybody's life is better than ours and and uh, I, I follow um, these different uh, business mentors that have been helping me out over the years. Um, and one of them had this thing. Of course, this person is talking about business. Uh, so not just, you know, a personal, private kind of account or whatever, but a, a business account. And the, the, the teaching was, you know, every single bit of creative content that you create and share online should add value to somebody's life. And, you know, and I started thinking about that, you know, I'm, my personality and being a creative person, being artistic and musical and a writer and everything else, this is the day and age for me, man. Like, uh, I have a sarcastic sense of humor. I have lots of things to say, the willingness to say it. I should be out there just being a sarcastic and sardonic and, and whatever as anybody else. But that really struck me. Every piece of content you create should add something to somebody's life. And it made me think of, uh, you know, I do lots of video production and virtually all of the videos on YouTube could be, would fall into one of three categories. They're either there to entertain uh inspire or educate. So, you know, your pet videos, your fail videos, whatever, those are all just like to entertain. Um, 
inspiring things. You know, the people are awesome or these, you know, the best plays in sports or the most inspirational comebacks, whatever, those types of things to inspire you to, you know, as, as people overcome hardship and adversity or to educate classic, you know, how to change your light bulb in your 2015 Ford Explorer or whatever, and some guy's showing you how to do it or or TED Talks, whatever. Those are the videos that we have all basically come down to either entertaining, inspiring, or educational. And sometimes they're the combination of a bunch of them. But then you start thinking about the vast majority of things that we're sharing. And, and I know back in the day when we all started signing up for MySpace and Facebook, however old you happen to be, whenever, you know, your first thing happens to be, it was just fun to connect with people you hadn't seen forever, maybe you used to go to school with or you used to work with, whatever. And then more and more. So you're just connecting what's going on in your life and you're sharing what's happening and you're, you're, you're at this concert, you're, you're over here you're making supper and you're taking pictures of just literally random everything and you're sharing it. And at first, I don't know, it was just fun. It was new. We're having a fun time with it. But right now, man, haven't we, I think we're all at this place where we're like, you know what? I'm not watching your concert footage. It's distorted audio. It's crap lighting. There's some dude right in the face. And you know what? You're not even caught up in the moment at this concert because you've got your phone out taking a video of it that nobody's going to watch, including you. You're at the event and you're not even watching the artist. You're definitely not going to go back and watch this footage on your own phone. And so we realize the content that we're creating, nobody cares if it adds any value to anybody's life. But we should. We should care about that. And it made me pull back a lot from what I used to share. I used to love posting stuff every single day. And then I realized with this one simple little piece of criteria, does this add anything to anybody's life? And I cannot tell you how many times I've, you know, taken a photo, taken a video, put something together. I've actually written up the little whatever text bit to go with it. And then right before I push, you know, press publish or send or whatever, it's like, is this going to add anything to anybody's life? And with that one question, I have deleted probably 80% of the things because I'd have to be honest and say, no. So then it made me think, what does uh, add something to somebody's life? And I started thinking about why I hate Instagram quotes. Uh, If you're one of those people and you put this little soft, fuzzy filter on inspiring words from, I don't care, man, anybody, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Jesus Christ, uh, Nelson Mandela. You know, this is what I hate about it, is that people take these words and these truths, if in fact they were said or written by those actual people, but all of those people, they were thrown in jail, they lived in poverty, they worked with the poorest of the poor, they did these noble things, but their lives were filled with pain, their lives were filled with anguish and torment and and 
struggle and strife, and then you take the truth that they they gained from being beat down and living on the edge and, and the failure and the frustration and the isolation and the pain, and you put a nice fuzzy little soft filter on it, and you post it on Instagram so that you will look, what, profound? Because it should be surrounded by those quotes, if anything, should be surrounded by not soft, fuzzy filters, but like pain and anguish. And, but we don't want to share that. We don't want to share that. And I understand that. And, and I understand that because we all want to look cool, but does that add anything to anybody's life? And then that made me think about this. Um, you know, you re- you hear this story and it's like, oh, there's this story of this this young girl, and she she was in Chicago, and she 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 started out in local TV, and and then she got into all this. Now she's Oprah. She's a billionaire. It's Oprah. She's amazing, Oprah. <laughs> or this, there was this guy. He's a nerdy little computer guy. And he was he just like coding, and he like geeking out with some of his nerdy friends in the garage, and he's Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, man. Steve, oh, he's a billionaire. <laughs> oh, there was this little guy. He just dreamed of flying somewhere. It's Richard Branson. He's a billionaire. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> this is why I spend all my time by myself. Uh, okay, so these people, these stories, these are great stories, right? They started out small, they risked, they pursued their dream, and then they became successful, and they're more successful than you could ever imagine. And that can be inspiring. But do you relate to it? Do you relate to that experience? And I'm bringing this up because I feel like I'm, I relate to them. I feel like I relate to them. I, I hang my ass out on the line. I, I, I just try, and I try. Man, I work harder than almost anybody I know, and I just keep giving her, you know, and I, I wrote a book. I wanted to write a book. I wrote a book that nobody bought. Yeah, I wanted to make songs and albums and go into the studio and write the work of the best people I can. I did. And I wrote some great songs. And a, and a producer came along and helped me, man. He took those songs to another level. And I got to play with the best people. Nobody ever bought that album. <laughs> I just try. And I try. I remember, I remember watching... Um, this little documentary, Peter Jackson, he was talking about how, I don't know if it was Paramount or who it was, but when him and his partner, Fran Walsh, I believe that is his partner, when they had uh, got the, the rights for the Lord of the Rings to be able to write a script, and they wrote a script, and they did all of the, the pre-production work, and then he went around and he started like pitching all of these um, well, he pitched, I guess, to to Paramount or whoever it was, and and the guy's like, yeah, you know, it can't be three movies. Uh, maybe it'll be two movies. Maybe it'll be a movie. Make make one movie. And he's like, I can't. And he and he leveraged everything. He said, look, uh, 
give me whatever. I don't remember. I think it was 30 days, but you know, whatever. The story was, give me, give me a month to go try to find somebody else who'll make this. And if they won't, if I can't find anybody, I'll walk away. I'll give you my script. I'll give you all of the work that I've done and I'll just walk away. And so they, they give him this idea. And so this, or they give him this permission to do this. And I remember watching this, you know, uh, Peter Jackson, he's going into meetings all over Hollywood with absolutely every studio and everybody says no. And he gets to New Line and the meeting turns out and they said, oh, Pete, why do you want to make two movies? There was three books. There should be three movies. And the rest is history. Peter Jackson, he gets to make three movies. And he's amazing. And the movies are amazing. And they each make over a billion dollars each. And they've made, you know, got the most uh, Oscar awards, I think, of any film <laughs> franchise in history. And it's like this amazing thing. And I'm like, I love that story. And, and I'm inspired by Peter Jackson's story. So I go out there, man. I just put my butt on the line. I'm like, I'm like asking for people. I send out hundreds of emails. And two people get back to me and they both say no. Did I write more and I sell more? You know? And I'm like, I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite in the sense that I just keep trying and I just barely keep getting by. And I'm like, but you know what? There's a lot of people that are in this situation, I think. I keep meeting people and they're out there in communities. And, and I guess this is, my, this is my attempt at creating content that will add something to somebody's life. Because I think there's a lot of people who are out there who are incredibly creative who are pursuing their dreams, they're investing in their talents and their abilities, they're taking their education and their experience and they're using all of it in every way they can to face the challenges in their life and they're struggling to create something that's authentic and meaningful and to improve their community or their schools or their students or whatever it happens to be. And nobody knows. Nobody knows because we're plugging away in these like little corners of the world. And honestly, I think that's the way it's supposed to be. And then, you know, maybe by way of distraction or maybe we're hoping to find some kind of relatable inspiration, we go online and what do we find? We, we find thrown into our face and, you know, these either it's random randos, absolutely random people who are pretending to have these great lives. Thank God for people like Celeste Barber, who just like keep making fun of Instagram influencers and uh, the modeling industry because, you know, they're classic. But for the rest of us, uh, putting out those those perceptions that it's always big smiles, big happy, you know, great days and everything else. But and realizing there's so much more going on in each of our each of our lives and I don't want to share stupid content anymore. I certainly don't want to consume it. Do you know what? I don't know what your news feed is like on your particular social networks. Mine suck so bad. It's hilarious. Uh, as I started going down this path in 2019, People would start, you know, my news feed. Facebook's going to throw somebody in front of you. And of course, they're involved in Instagram too. So they're just going to, 
throw somebody in front of you. And if you, God help you, if you ever liked somebody's post or whatever, they're just like, well, there we got, that's what we got going on. So they just start throwing everything that this person happens to put online. And, and basically, I find everything offensive right now. I find it all irrelevant or stupid or self-indulgent. So they'll post something, you know, they'll give me something in my newsfeed and be like, well, what's that going on? I'll unfollow that person. And then they'll replace them with somebody else. And I'm like, I don't even know who this is. And I I unfollow them. Basically, all I ever do is have things come up in my newsfeed. I get offended by the stupidity of whatever it is. And I unfollow it. So now I have maybe two people that I know professionally <laughs> whose stuff comes up. And I think it keeps, I li- it's still in my newsfeed because as long as they keep it professional and it's not their personal life that they're trying to make sound better, or if they're not living their angst out online and their dis- disappointment and disapproval and whatever. Um, basically, I don't hardly follow any friends. And there's a few businesses and companies that come up. So my news feeds suck so bad. It has actually been really easy to wean myself off of uh, the amount of time I used to spend on social media. And which is great because it loves me a more, uh, more opportunities to, I think, invest in the relationships and in the learning and in the experiences that are actually contributing to having a better life and whatever. So this little journey here, this podcast, um, the things that I, I mean to share and will continue to share time after time, it's like, uh, it's going to be stuff like this, you know, wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, when you go to uh, create content that you're going to share online with your uh, social networks. I would love to know if you could, in all good conscience, keep posting what you do or as much content as you have been if you asked yourself that simple question, does this add any value to somebody's life? Even if it was as simple as didn't break down to, are you trying to entertain people? Are you trying to inspire people or are you trying to educate people? You could still keep sharing content, but if you have a point, it will actually inform what it is and why it is that you are sharing what you are sharing. I love people who are going, hey, this is my problem. This is what I'm trying to figure it out. And this is how I approach it. And this is what happened. It doesn't matter if it's a a writer who's trying to figure out how to write and and publish their book or a farmer who's trying to figure out how to make this piece of equipment more uh, useful to the application that they need or an artist trying to go, how do I book my next gig or a teacher who's going, I'm looking for ways to inspire and engage my students. Our, Our journey is so similar in, in the struggle and in the lack of success and in what we're learning through that process. And, and honestly, that's what I'm interested in. I hope that's what you're interested in. If you aren't, for God's sake, don't listen to me ever again, because this is the direction I'm going. And I'm looking for people who are going the same direction too, because that that's who I learned from. That's how I, I'm fun. So blah, blah, blah. How long have I talked? Literally almost 20 minutes. I hope that was a 20 minutes that uh, you don't just go, oh, 
never get that time back. Thanks a lot, Rick, you big freaking loser. Yeah, I'm not a loser, okay? I lose a lot, but I'm not a loser. I'm learning from my failures, and I hope you are too. So anyways, have yourself a great day. This is Being Creative, and this is The Front Lines, folks, with the filthy and unfiltered stories of what it's like to really, truly be creative. Talk to you next time.